What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Network. I am, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. And uh, I'm not going to do a read today on uh, the wine place. Uh, Go check them out if you want to, Blind Your Family Wines. Uh, But I'm actually going to uh, talk about something that has been happening with me lately, and then I'm going to kind of make an uneasy segue into something Um, sports-related. Two weeks ago, I got a call... Um, from my, one of my brothers, I have two older brothers and, uh, the middle one, uh, the one closest to me, I'm the youngest, uh, called me and said, uh, I've been diagnosed with something. We didn't know, uh, it, it not, didn't say diagnosed, but they said the doctor was really worried. He had a mass on his lung and uh, there was a lot of panic, so uh, I drove with my dad over to Grand Junction, where he, my uh, brother John lives. And uh, he, uh, that day, since the doctors rushed the tests, they were diagnosed him with uh, leukemia, uh, which manifested itself on his lung. Um, and they, in turn, immediately flew him out to St. Luke's Hospital, where he is right now. Um, there's a lot of different things going on right now. I have been not concentrating on sports, I'll be honest with you. Um, I wish I could say the different, but I honestly have been thinking about him. I mean, uh, there's, uh, my older brother and I, my oldest brother and I are, uh, 25% potential matches for bone marrow, uh, for a transplant, but they do it differently now. I, I don't want to get into the weeds, but we're 25% chance for that, so we're going to be tested. To find out if we are matches, um, and hopefully we are, because everyone else, there's like a, a very small chance uh, with everyone else outside of family members. And fortunately for John, he has two uh, siblings who are at least increasing his odds for finding a match. He's right now going under pretty intense chemotherapy. And uh, the only thing, the only reason I'm saying this is that, look, one of the things that, that people can do in this world is sign up for the bone marrow registry. Um, like I said, they don't do it the same way as they used to do. It's the, the, the donor thing is, uh, more about blood. Um, and it is not what it used to be in the nineties and, uh, even the eighties before that it's technology has advanced really a lot. Really what you need is more and more people signing up to be bone marrow donors because it increases the odds that someone who does have leukemia, um, you know, they, they get that really valuable uh, uh, opportunity, and it's no guaranteed chance, but that opportunity to survive. Um, and it really helps to have as many people as possible on the registry. So if you are listening to this and you feel motivated to uh, sign up for the bone, bone marrow registry, which is all it is, is donating blood, uh, let me know, or no, don't let me know. <laughs> Go do it. Uh, don't let me know. I'm, I'm, I have nothing to do with this. But uh, any little bit helps. Um, it's a scary thing to go through this sort of thing for anyone who gets this sort of disease. Cancer sucks. Uh, 
and uh, we need to kick its ass. And if anyone's going to be able to do it, it's my brother. So I'm not going to belabor this. Uh, thank you all for indulging me on this. I'm not. I, I'm not here to say what was me, but to give to direct all your thoughts to my brother in his time of need right now. Uh, it would be very much appreciative. Um, all right, hard and awkward transition to sports. Um, I've been thinking about this in my kind of like, I really, like I said, I have not been thinking about anything Nuggets related. And fortunately, it's the off season. Now, to, as of this recording, the schedule is being released. Literally as of this recording. Uh, I am not going to do a schedule breakdown. Uh, to be quite honest with you, I'm going to leave that for the others. Um, I was never quite good at schedule breakdowns anyway, and you really need to go to other people for that sort of thing. I am more giving you the historical perspective on um, uh, what it is to be uh, a Nuggets fan. And I'm going to kind of focus in on that today. There's two things that uh, the month of August, and I don't know if any of you realize this, but... This month is 20 years since the Pep Center opened. Can you believe that? 20 years ago. It's still the new arena to me, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I grew up with McNichols, and it's, uh, it's interesting. I, yeah, it's hard to believe that it almost half my life, uh, I was 21 when uh, uh, Pepsi Center opened, uh, but uh, it's you know <laughs> that long of my life has been Pepsi Center has been around. It's it's hard to think about for someone who grew up and saw concerts and Nuggets games at, at McNichols Big Mac as we called it back then. Uh, it's really weird to think about. But anyway, uh, I will, I'm thinking about doing some special stuff about 20 years of Pepsi Center. Uh, I will be letting you know about that if I can you know sandwich it around the time that I've been you know doing other things. Uh, part two. I was thinking about a little bit of Nuggets um, history, and I noticed some thoughts. I've been, I've been really trying to avoid Twitter as much as possible, and I think that's always good for, you know, your own sanity, that you uh, not spend a ton, a lot of time on on the bubble-inducing uh, Twitter machine. Um, but I actually saw some people saying that this is the best team in Nuggets history, unequivocally. I can tell you that the 2018-19 Nuggets were not the best team in Nuggets history by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and I think it's because people kind of lost a historical perspective of where this team came from. And inarguably, you know, there's advanced stats that show, well, you know, this person did this, this, then, so it really doesn't mean that, you know, look... In 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 certain in every single era, rules defined the way you played. The rules have been different from the seventies to the eighties to the nineties to the two thousands to now. It is different rules at every single stretch. Uh, you play differently now because the rules indicate that you play this way. Um, there's a some great articles that I I uh, that are out there, and I was actually thinking about writing about how Jerry Colangelo, who was the owner of the uh, of the Phoenix Suns in the mid-2000s, was the head of the Rules Committee in the NBA, and basically fundamentally altered <laughs> the rules to, to uh, help him because he had Steve Nash. 
um, that uh, it's, it's a very interesting little factoid uh, about uh, the the NBA going forward. But yeah, you know, I will talk about that at a later date. In fact, I'm probably going to do a podcast on that. It's a really interesting subject. But rules are different. But as far as raw statistics go, you cannot beat and until the Nuggets. Now I'm going to say a caveat here. They can Nuggets very very much could be the Nuggets' best team ever if they keep going on this trajectory. However, it is hard to beat the run the Nuggets went on from 1974 to 1978. Um, And the amount of talent that the Nuggets had on that team, I don't... I mean, up until recently, maybe. I don't think you ever really saw. Um, starting in 1974, when they were still at the auditorium and still in the NBA, now, ABA. Now, people always kind of dismiss well, the end of the ABA, including my friend Andy Feinstein. Um, my comeback to that is, as teams were dissolving in the ABA, which is what was happening, I think by the time the 1975-76 season rolled around, there was like seven teams uh, in the ABA or something like that. And then one of them folded during the year. Um, But as these teams kept folding, what happened is the other teams would absorb them. And you could argue that at the end of the ABA, there was the highest concentration of actual basketball talent of any time. The ABA already rivaled the NBA in terms of actual product, actual basketball product. And you could argue in the 70s, the ABA was better. But as these teams weren't financially viable and kept kept uh, losing, basically, and, and the Nuggets were the benefit of this um, in 1975, as they kept losing these uh, teams... These, team, these players didn't have, the good players on these teams didn't have anywhere to go, so they were absorbed by the other ABA teams, the, the good ones were. And in so far as what the Nuggets were able to do, and I think it was that there was 12 teams in 74-75 and then down to 6 or 7 in 1975-76. You know, it was pretty dramatic. Um, but the 74-75 Nuggets won 64 games. The 1975-76 Nuggets won 60 games and went to the ABA Finals. Um, and that Nuggets team was stacked. They had David Thompson, Bobby Jones, Dan Essel. Uh, they had a big three. The only time in the Nuggets history they had a big three. Um, and uh, Bobby Jones was the third among three there. But he's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> Think about this. Think about, just kind of put this into your brain. And this is why I say the 74 to 78 Nuggets were the best team in in Nuggets history. At no other point in the Nuggets history did they have three Hall of Famers on the roster at the same time. David Thompson, arguably the best player in NBA or ABA in the the mid to late 70s, you could argue probably Dr. Dr. J was probably one, but... David Thompson was that good. I mean, he was, if he wasn't right with Dr. J, he was right under him. Um, it, that's how good he was. Dan Issel, uh just criminally underappreciated Dan Issel 
someone who did nothing but Gret gather rebounds and score and was the first, basically, first ever stretch five uh, in league history. Bobby Jones, the best defender and really the heart and soul of that Nuggets team. That was the best era, and that's the best teams in Nuggets history. You cannot dispute this until these Nuggets teams go win 64, 60, 50, and 48 games in consecutive seasons, including a finals appearance, an ABA finals, and then a Western Conference finals in 1978. Until the Nuggets do that, they will not be the best team in Nuggets history. You can have all the caveats that you want about, well, more teams now, uh, it's more difficult, blah, 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 whatever. The fact remains that that streak the Nuggets went on, coached by Larry Brown, well, by four Hall of Famers, um, and Doug Moe was the assistant coach. I mean, that, just think about all the, the just all-around talent was around that team then. Carl Shear was the GM, president. You know, it's just, it's unbelievable. This now, let's move fast forward to 2000, 2019. The Nuggets made the playoffs for the first time in six years, last year. And it was a long slog. Uh, it seemed, as someone who covered the team, it seemed longer than it was. Um, you get cynical when you, co- when you cover a team that's not winning games. <laughs> <laughs> it just it starts to affect you. So I'm sorry if some of my cynicisms has seeped into my commentary the last six years or so, but uh, I digress. What you saw was this Nuggets team slowly build, and then probably, and I will say that most people should agree with this, exceeded everyone's expectations and probably were playing above where they actually were. Um, a lot of things broke their way. Um, the Golden State Warriors weren't as good. The Houston Rockets fell on their faces at the first part of the year. It just, it, it, the Nuggets were the beneficiary, and like in every season, were their beneficiary of, of, of things that were fortunate in order to win 54 games. And they kind of faded down the stretch, but they were legit 54 wins and made it to the second round. Um, you know, if the Nuggets build upon that success, now see, here, the, the biggest issue the Nuggets have right now is that the Western Conference, unlike in every other year, um, talent actually became more dispersed. It's, it's not the three people concentrated anymore that uh, LeBron started um, via free agency that he did. But it's gone back to the, the more traditional two with a super role player. And... With Kawhi going to the Clippers, uh, along with Paul George, with you know these, you know KD going out east with uh, uh, Kyrie Irving, the Warriors are looking more vulnerable than they have in ages because Clay Thompson's still out. It is a, it's going to be a wide open and yet not wide open this year. And I, it's going to be interesting to see because people, a lot of people looked at the Nuggets free agency, and I did a couple podcasts on this. Until the Nuggets prove that they're not a one-year wonder, it's just that cachet. They have not earned that cachet. It has less to do with the city. 
And it has to do with the fact that the Nuggets kind of came, according to your average fan and player, kind of came out of nowhere. And what they're going to need to do is take this year and build upon that success and make sure that there isn't a dramatic, there may be a fall off this year. They may win less games, right? There's probably a good chance of that. But make sure that they're still competitive and they're not a big fall off. See, what ha- the, 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 uh, uh, Wouldn't say Warriors in 2014, um, Mark Jackson's last year, uh, they were competitive and they went to, I believe, was it they lost in the first round or the second round to the the, uh, Spurs? Uh, I think it was the second round. Maybe maybe I'm thinking of 2013, but they, they they lost to either them or the Clippers. Yeah, anyway, sorry, having trouble remembering. Um, that second year they, they kind of plateaued. And they needed a little kick. And, of course, they brought in Steve Kerr and, you know, things went a different direction. Um, Nuggets coming into this year, you hope that they don't regress and at the same time they plateau. As the, and how you hope that the plateau is just the worst option, right? So it's down to plateau or up. And that is the steps. That's what you need to... Keep learning and keep going forward. If the Nuggets make the playoffs and then they advance again, if they get past the first round, we can start talking about them in ways that we haven't since the Carmelo Nuggets or the uh, Alex English's 80s Nuggets where they made the playoffs ten, nine out of ten years. Um, we could... We could start talking about that. Um, but right now, it's too early. And those 70s Nuggets teams, they deserve, they deserve a ton of praise. And I hope people start looking at those, that team and giving them the respect that they're due. You know? And, of course, there's going to be someone from, uh, from various other blogs who listen to this and go on the old man Morton thing. You know what? I don't care. This is who I am. So, <laughs> anyway... Uh, hope you all have a good time. Thank you all for joining me. Uh, once again, remember, if you are so inclined, sign up for Bone Marrow Registry. Uh, look that up, and it will certainly help you, and uh, it will hopefully potentially save a life. Thank you. Bye.